Welcome to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, hosted by me, Coach Ben Rosario, featuring the Hoka NAZ Elite athletes, and from time to time, a special guest from the world of running. We talk training and racing, but we also just talk, and we go way deeper than just running. The Midday Treat is your chance to get to know us as people, so follow along and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, check out this episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the NAZ podcast. This is a special week. We have our brand new, again, uh, member of the team, Footsum Zenesalase, with us here in studio. Footsum, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, And I'm happy to be here, happy to be part of NAZ Elite. um, And I'm really excited for uh, what is to come. So, well, let's talk about that a little later on for sure, because I think we want to know what your new goals and dreams are as you as you rejoin the team. I think we'll also kind of um, revisit your your story overall, coming over here from from Eritrea, uh, what it was like coming to America, running in high school here, um, going to NAU, and and the good times you had there, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the first go around with the team, and uh, and then why you find yourself back here. I think it's kind of a unique story. We were talking about this beforehand uh, in the sport, and so we'll, we'll get to all that. Um, so I guess we should just go chronologically. Uh, I, w- I was telling you before we came on that I was listening to a podcast you did maybe last uh, spring sometime, and you kind of took the hosts through that story, coming over here with your family um, to Indiana and what that was like. And so just kind of real open-ended question, but what was it like growing up in Eritrea? And then what led to you guys coming here to the United States? Yeah. So I remember, you know, when when we had this conversation on that podcast, was well, she was asking me, um, you know, why were some of the reasons that, you know, I I was keep running and where I was still in the sport and where I want to continue to, to run is um uh, so and i i will touch on that but first my older brother uh was a runner and uh i remember watching him train uh you know a few times you know in a week and this is when we were we we're back home and um i remember how much you know joy he was having training uh you know the the the, the group that they, they had um it was really you know I could tell, you know, I could tell how fun the sport looked from outside. Uh, and uh, he was not able to continue to train because um, um, it was a time for him to serve in the military. And this was a very, very hard time for him uh, because he, he loved the sport. He wants to stay in the sport. But if you go to the military and then it requires a lot of uh energy not even sure you know if you're going to continue to train because you're going to go for a year or two years of training uh, uh one or two years of a uh you know army training and um and that year i came here i still wanted to play soccer how old were you when you came 14 14 14 okay. and then and i remember that summer because uh, we came here in march and i was in school for about uh two months and uh I tell you, it was one of the hardest experience uh, I had. I don't think I, I learned it. I don't think I talked to anybody. How was your English at that point? <laughs> my English was uh, it was as good as a. I remember my sister coming to the state. She wrote on a paper in in, in our language saying, um, "Hi, how are you? Can I please use your phone number so we could call my dad when we got to Indiana?" That's how good my English was. So yeah, not good at all. Yeah, uh, um, and because um, your dad was already here. Yeah, my dad. All right, maybe. <laughs> all right, let me let me see if if I could tell the story a little better than uh, just you know jumping all over the place. It, my father um, is a priest. I don't know if I ever told I know, you. I that. know that. Yeah. My father is a priest, and uh, I, I love I love you know when my dad tells the story about him coming to uh, to the state. I remember he said one day uh, 
even though my, my father lived in the city. Um, so we all lived, my family lived in the city. Um, this was before I was born. Um, it's called Masawa. It's, it's right by the Red Sea. That's where they lived. <laughs> and my family moved to a village right around where I was born. Uh, so this is around, you know, 1991 and I was born in 92 um, because the, there was war and at the same time, uh, financially, they were not able to, um, you know, able to live in the city. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> I guess a priest income is not that good, man. Yeah. Back home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and my mom and the boys, so, I've got I've got eight siblings, so I've got four sisters and three brothers. Okay. So my dad still stayed in the city with my four sisters, but my mom, um, you know, in the village where you know my mom was born, my dad was born. Um, she stayed there with uh, my my older brother Jonas, and uh, you know Bahalibi is the younger than him. And then I was born ninety two, and we were there till my younger brother was born, um, um, Hanok, and we lived there. Uh, till I was eight, um, and around this time is where my father. So we're talking about uh, two thousand two. Okay. He he said one time, even though he was living in the city and he was serving as a priest, uh, he still had to do some farm work to uh, continue to able to, uh, you know, you know, pay, you know, having, you know, having um, that income wasn't enough, you know. That's what right. I'm saying. So, and few people only do that in the city. A lot of people don't farm, so it's like uh, lower than middle class. Um, and uh, he said one time he was out farming, and he said it was really hot that day. And then this is maybe he was like 50 years old. He just prayed to God. He's like, I, I don't think I could do this. You know, I don't think I could continue to, um, you know, take care of my family, live like this. Um, he said, you know, he prayed that time because uh, he said. <laughs> when he tells the story, he says it was one of the hottest days for, for him, you know. Uh, and then not not too long after that, he actually met a lady when he was at church. Uh, she was uh, she was crying. Um, she was crying. She was crying. And uh, and my you know my father asked you know as you know, obviously as a priest you know he wants to help. He, he was talking to her, and this led into him her asking like, so what do you do? You know, like how do you serve? And and he told her, and she asked him. Would you ever be interested in coming to America? You know, that's how my father came. A random lady he met at church, you know. Um, and she obviously done the process for him. She said, you know, she'll pay for, you know, if you're going to come to the country, somebody has to sponsor you, you know. And she okay. was the one who sponsored him. This lady lived in D.C. So this was an American woman? Is, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Eritrean. Eritrean. Eritrean yeah. So that lived, okay. she lived, uh, uh, you know, most of her life in, in, in America. Uh, she's from D.C. Um, so she was just there visiting family. And obviously, she had, you know, something that she was going through that my father talked to her about. <clears throat> and... Um, so my father and she did the process. She sponsored him. Came in two thousand three, okay. um, and and when he came here, my father was doing service for like five hundred bucks a month. But that's like that's enough to like take care of everybody to, to move, help us move to a, to from a from a village to a smaller town, which was about twenty six miles. So he was sending that money back to Eritrea to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he lived in the church. He lived in the church, so he didn't really have to pay for. And it. And this was in Indianapolis or in um, DC. No, this was in Indianapolis. So okay. right after he came to DC, that church had um, they had their own um, their own priest, but there was a smaller community which uh, where my wife is part of. Uh, they were in Indiana and they okay. were looking for it. so they were looking to uh, to build a church. Uh, they did, and they were looking for a priest, the priest. So they brought my father. Oh, okay, okay. And um, I know, and well, that's gonna lead into how I met I'm my listening. wife. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, yeah. <laughs> but um, um. Yeah, so he he lived in, in a you know he lived in the church. Any any money that he made monthly, he sent it to us, which helped us move to we we moved. So this is around two thousand five. We moved to us to like it's a smaller town, um, about twenty six miles from the capital city of Eritrea. Uh, Asmara is the capital city. Okay. And Dakamhara is where where I lived. And actually, in fact, one of my good friend, a runner that lives here, him and I went to um, uh, same class in middle school. Okay. Uh, sixth and seventh grade uh, before I came here, um, but even though my father was making so much money and there's so many families that he you know he was helping out, you know, I remember one time asking you know if he gave me a bike and said he said I'm making that much enough money to send you a bike, 
Anyway, long story short, uh, 2007 in March, he was able to do process for all his kids, but you have to be under the age of 15 um, mm. to come straight from uh, back home. So my my mother, myself, and my little brother were able to uh, come straight from Asmara to uh, Indiana, and later on, all my siblings, uh, except uh, two who were married already, mm -hmm. um, but the rest they wanted they went to Sudan, so they they had to uh, call fleet or go, you know. They were refugees. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's really dangerous. You know, you pay a lot of people. It's dangerous to. To go through that process, but when what was going on in Eritrea that they needed to leave? Um, it's just a uh, it's a, a country of dictatorship. Uh, it's not a it's not a it's not a place where you could see yourself uh, grow. Uh, you know, uh, go to school, make money, whatever it is, or athletic or any way. A uh, few people only you know find success in, in in the lifestyle that there is back home right now. So my oldest sister, uh, both of my oldest sister and my older brother Jonas, they went through Sudan. Um, my brother, who actually ran out of NAU, went through uh, Ethiopia. Okay. Uh, it didn't take that long for them to come here because America actually was, you know, my father's kid and he's here and he could support them. So when he did the, he, you know, father and mother is here, kids are supposed to be here. You know, that's how yes. the process is, which, you know, we are all grateful for. And so in 2007, when I came here, went to school, you know, uh, like that last two months in seventh grade, and that summer, leading to eighth grade, I remember uh, uh, I was playing a lot of soccer. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to play soccer as much as I wanted to run for my brother as well. Uh, that was there. Um, I know that was there, and I'm not making that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I missed the soccer tryout that that fall, coming into eighth grade. Okay. Just not knowing, you know, not knowing how things worked. Um, and and I remember one one day in gym class, uh, we were just running. Um, and this is this is like almost in the middle of cross country season of eighth grade, okay. and the coach is like, "Are you part of the team?" You know, because he saw me running the mile. He's like, "Are you part of the team?" I was yeah. like, "No, I, I'm not." Uh, so he, you know, he he bought me a new shoes. Uh, in fact, I remember what shoes it was. It was Asics. Uh, okay. Asics trainers uh, talked to the coach, got me into cross country, and from there, uh, everything was history. But but the reason we brought this story, I remember on that podcast you heard, was yeah. I was telling the lady what running meant to me. Yes. Um, so those two months that I was there from in seventh grade, uh, from March to like May, um, like I really didn't, you know, I didn't speak with anybody. I didn't feel like I fit in. Uh, and, you know, not to blame anybody, but obviously this is middle schooler, so. Come yes, on, man. I, I'm not going to ask, yeah, like anybody to go out of their way to like, uh, you know, uh, to to get to know me, to to ask me, like, they're, they're young people, you know, uh, and it's different cultures than, than, than we ha what we have back home, so um, it was really hard for me, but then when I start running, I start running well. Oh, man, it made my life so much easier. Because then people the community, knew who you were. Yeah, who knew they were, I mean, obviously, oh, this... this this person has a talent and some something you know yeah and then people want to help which i'm very very grateful for um but i felt like i belonged to something i, be I belonged to a community um um you know who cared who, who who wants to know who i was you know who uh welcomed me for who i am i was at that you know who i am and uh and it it, it even made my you know able to speak you know and, and talk made it you know a lot faster like i was, uh, was able to pick up the language a lot faster than i would have if i was on a path where i didn't do any sport just school yeah just because school. i think you learn the language a little better in actual settings where you're just speaking and listening yes. to people speak yes. as opposed to sitting in a classroom yes and then and, 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 i mean the sport led into where um a lot of people thought i was actually <clears throat> adopted because uh there was this woman uh, named Leslie Kleshik who, who her son, both of her son was part of the, the team uh, in, in middle school and, and just took me in, took me in as her, you know, as one of her son. Um, was in every race I went to. Uh, she even flew as, all the way to California to watch me compete at the full locker. Uh, I'm not sure. So she was, she was like a mother to me. And yeah. uh, people who have asked, like, is that, is that your mom? <laughs> it's like, no, I've, I've got a family. They just, yeah. they don't like to come out and watch race. There's yeah. not different culture, you know. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I could barely remember. There was very, there were a few races. Uh, 
like regional, maybe some state or state where my family came in and watched me compete. I think toward at the end of my senior year, um, like, you know, words start coming out, like, oh, you know, <laughs> Futsal might be good in running, you know? Yeah. This guy might go some places. This was, hey, I taught myself too, man. I was like, I remember running, I think I ran like 1502 as a freshman in cross country, and I'm like, and I, I remember people running like 13 flat. And I wish I still have, the, I do think there's some guys on the team who have just this mindset, and I love it, man. I remember 13 flat, 1502, I'm just a freshman. Oh, two minutes? I'm going to make that happen right away. <laughs> Little did I know, you know, as fast as you get, it is a lot harder to improve. Yes. Uh, you know, my PR is only like, what, 13, 35? <laughs> Although maybe it could have been better, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was young to sport. Um, you know, excitement was there. So, and, and people, you know, telling my family and they start coming watching me race more. So... When you, so now you're talking about high school, so I'll stick with high school for a, for a second. So I, I can totally see this as I think about it. Like, why would your parents know what the Foot Locker National Championships are? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of moms and dads, even in America, don't know what it is if they weren't runners. But especially when you take somebody from another country, it's not going to mean anything. So when did you feel like, was there a moment, was it when you started getting recruited for college? Or when did it kind of, when did the light bulb go off in your family that, oh my gosh, this is a path to real success? I think... Maybe right away because um, I do remember uh, this this lady that I mentioned earlier, Leslie Kalashik. Um, not only that she was um, she was like a mother to me, but uh, she was actually the one who did all the paperwork for all my siblings to come here, like my sister, uh, my yeah. older brother, and then that that connection, that relationship came through me. So and they were like, wow, um, like you know, if somebody's willing to do this, you know, you know, for us and then for our kid. Then maybe he's doing something, you know. But coming into races still was, uh, it took a lot of time just because, you know, it requires, you know, driving, get into a place, uh, uh, you know. Uh, because as much as, you know, I think my dad spoke a little bit, a little bit of English. Uh, uh, till the time that we came, when we came, I think he just kind of gave up. He's like, oh, my kids are here. They <laughs> they could do all this translating. Well, you know? because he was in, correct me if I'm wrong, but the community that you guys were a part of in Indianapolis was heavily Eritrean. Yes. So his his parish, your parish, where he, I don't know if you call it a parish in, in, in your religion. Uh, is that what you call like the community? Priest. Yo, he's a priest, but what uh, do you call like the... The community that... Um, yeah. Like the Eritrean Orthodox Church. Okay, so it was just, okay, so that was the church. Mm -hmm. And then so... Did people pretty much just speak Eritrean inside the church? Yes, yes. Ah, I um, see, I see. Um, yes, I, I think um, he so did he try still to... still had a strong sense of where you came from. Oh, yeah. Uh, still... Still do. Very, very big community. In fact, my older brother who uh, went to school here at NAU, uh, first thing he did when he graduated school, he went back to Indiana just because... Uh, I like to think in, 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 our, in our life... Um, like religion comes first, uh, religion, you know, family, culture, um, you know, along that side. So for him, um, when, when he was done with school, I don't think it really mattered. Uh, like, I think even if they were to say, like, you've got this job in Colorado, it pays really well. I don't think he would, he would have taken it because he wanted to go back uh, and serve uh, in the church. Um, he's not even, he's not, my younger brother is actually a deacon okay. who... Uh, you know, hopefully in time. So in it, what, how it works in our religion is uh, you first become a deacon. No dating, no no nothing, you know, straight, strictly <laughs> um, learning the religion. And then uh, then you get, you become a deacon. And obviously, you know, there's there's taste, tests and, and things to determine if he's qualified or not. Um, then he gets married. After a few years, he become a priest, which will... You know, we hope because we want him to take uh, the, the line of priesthood has to continue to have. You know? I see. My grandfather was a priest. My father is a priest. Now okay. my younger brother hopes to become a priest. Okay. And maybe his kids or my kids, somebody along that on that line, yeah, hope to become a priest as well. Because uh, this is, I'm sure you know, there is this type of uh, culture and 
in other ways and other aspects. Oh, know. sure. Um, yeah. um, so for us, you know, priesthood is, is, is in our family and yeah. uh, we hope to continue to have it. So you must have had this interesting situation in high school where you had your church community mm-hmm. and your friends in that community and then also this group of friends on the cross-country and track team. So all of a sudden you went from not knowing anybody to probably having a pretty good situation in high school, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I am very, very grateful and how things turned out, um, you know, for me at a young age and, and and from I was you know from where I came from because you know all I could hope for you know, any anyone that comes from a different country you know to to, to fit in the way I did uh, because um, it, it was very very smooth you know going into high school and obviously my older brother came and uh, he got in in eleventh grade he got in in high school so it's good. <clears throat> um, which made it made life a lot easier, um, but yeah, things were very smooth for me. So he came. Your brother, your older brother, uh, say his name again. He goes by Bibi. Okay. His name is Bahalibi. Bahalibi. So Bibi came here to NAU. It means happy heart. Happy heart. All right, I like that. <laughs> so he came here to NAU before you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a runner. He came here. Did you automatically follow, or what was the college recruitment process for Footsum? Yeah, I, I got to tell you a funny story <laughs> when it comes to this. I remember uh, Dave, man, which uh, I, I admire and respect so much. Uh, he's the Oklahoma State head coach. Oh, Dave uh, Smith. Dave Smith, man. I, I, and I tell you, if my brother didn't go to NAU, that's the school I would have, uh, I would have went to. Uh, I enjoyed my visit. Uh, I thought his personality fit in really well uh, with me just because he was outspoken. Um, um and uh but i remember he visited at home and we're having a traditional coffee we're having coffee and my brother was there he's, he's like uh, what do you do because he, he didn't know my brother he's like he I do his homework. yeah he's like i run and uh yeah i run for northern arizona and i think right then he knew i might not come to oklahoma state he's like no way i, I didn't know <laughs> um but i visited oklahoma state and i i think i still wanted to take my five visit but uh all along, I knew I was gonna come here just because, uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, you know, I, my brother is one of my best friend, and I, I love and respect. But more than anything, I know my parents won't let me go to any other schools uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they want to. They want to make sure you know he, he, you know, he checks on me, and then make sure you know I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm doing my school, and and you know I'm training hard uh, because we did. Um, um, we were teammate for three years. I yeah. Think, so. Yeah. I remember watching him run. So you get here. Uh, we're moving along now. We're, we're skipping over. If, if you don't know this, Footsum had an amazing high school career. You kind of mentioned that you went to Foot Locker Finals. Well, you went three times, and you finished second as a senior, and you won NXN as a senior. Am I right? Yeah. So you were pretty darn good. In fact, you were in high school at the same time as Edward Cesarek, mm-hmm. and you and Edward were kind of clearly the two best guys in the country, but Edward was getting the best of you uh, just by a little bit. Um, and then he went to Oregon, and you went to NAU. Do I have that pretty much right? Yeah, man. I mean, Ed obviously he was, he's a phenomenal athlete. We all know. I was able to beat him in college. Um, I I did beat him um, my senior year uh, dream mile race, but I High can't say I did. Mile. I was okay. like tenth. I was I was like tenth. <laughs> yeah, I did read a PR four or five, and I'm sure he's having just you know one of his worst day. But I, I'd like to think. Uh, that year, uh, because you know Indiana State happens um, way earlier than I think uh, most states. Some state that they, they, they're not able to to do Nike and uh, and full locker sometime. Mm-hmm. So I did Nike original, uh, full locker original, Nike national, and then went to full locker and I lost the chest by like what three seconds. So uh, I like to blame the trip, you know, <laughs> all those traveling races to because he didn't do Nike. No, he didn't do Nike. Um, so, but. Yeah, I, I had I, I probably you know I like to think I had one of the post uh, post seasons of my senior year uh, in high school. Um, um, just wasn't you know I was about what two three second off winning full locker as well coming you know from Nike and actually running you know course record there so yeah yeah so you go to NAU and your coach is Eric Hines and you have um, 
I would say a pretty darn great career. You were top five, top four actually in the NCAA and cross country three times, but you were all American all four years, 31st as a true freshman. Um, and then in the top four every year after that, you ran 27.52 in the, in the 10,000. You were second at the NCAAs in the 10,000. Um, really one of the best runners in NAU history. Looking back on it now in retrospect, we'll, we'll save that uh, national championship 2016. Hang on for that. But as an individual, how do you kind of look back on your college career? Are you, are you pleased? <clears throat> well, yes and no. I think... Um, um... Like you said, I think um, I was very happy with um, you know how I placed um, in cross country. I do think there would have been times for me I was I would have been capable of winning, and 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 I say that because for this one reason is that I would do cross country and I go home and I'll not do anything for a month. Yeah, I, I'll come back to track season probably like eight to ten pound heavier than I am, and. It takes me all track season to get to shit to get into shape of that I was you know in cross season. It takes me time, um, and that's why my track times were not that very impressive um, because I never really used that uh, cross country uh, uh, base or fitness to to my advantage. You know, coming into indoor and outdoor track, you know, except that one year where I took it seriously and I did that and it ran. Um, because when I ran thirteen thirty seven, and I did that kind of like by myself, uh, remember, you know, running that last two k or so by myself in that race, um, coming in from what almost thirteen fifty pr. Uh, so, I think every year that you know I've ran, you know, run well after running well in cross. If I was to really focus as well as I did on the track season and then and improve my times, if I was running 1330s and like 2750s, um, this is I'm talking about, you know, sophomore and, and junior year, I think my, my cross country would have been a different story. But uh, it is what it is. So, I put re- the work so in. Your, re- your regret is just not focusing all year long. Yes, yes. I got you. Uh, and... As much as I love Heinz and respect Heinz, I don't think he ever pushed me, man. He never got... Well, he did cast me at one time after... This is my sophomore year. I got fourth in class. This is how bad this 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 really is, Coach Ben. Like, after getting fourth in, in cross national, I wasn't able to score points at indoor Big Sky Conference. Ugh. I was ninth and tenth in the three k and five k. I remember yeah. I was trying very hard, and I think it was the three k or five k trying to score. And this guy came and got me at the end, and and Heinz is like, cuss me out, that like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, and you know, I don't know if you, how well you yeah. know Coach Heinz. He's, he's he, blunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as in that, yeah, he never really said like, man. Now, I'm paying you all this money, and you better get your stuff together. It, like he never said that, to, in a way, you know. I, but with all that said, you know, uh, uh, he's the only coach, you know, that, that you know. Like I, I'm glad I trained with him, you know. Yeah, he uh, he, he he had you know you and he had a lot of success together. Yeah, I don't think I would want another way. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I yeah, think, uh, you know. Uh, him as a man, um, uh, a relationship that I have with him, especially when it comes to my older brother, so I was injured a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And and I tell the story, you know, beyond like, you know, my training or the relationship with Eric Hines and myself is, as you know, you know, some coaches or in other sports, it's like, hey, you've got to perform with how much I'm paying you, you know? And then my brother was injured a lot. And this never came between, you know, Coach Eric Hines and then my brother. And that, that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... I'm very, very, you know, grateful for his guidance, um, working with him for four and a half years and, uh, and obviously winning that national title together. So. Well, that, that's a cool thing, right? Because you're one of the only people, uh, I guess you and just a couple of other guys on that team, that spent your entire um, career with Coach Hines and then at the very end got to see the beginning of the Mike Smith era because Mike was there uh, your senior year in cross country. 2016, you guys won the national title as a team, first national title in school history, any sport. 
uh, and Eric Hines was the head coach, but they had already brought Mike in to sort of learn the ropes because he was going to take over when Coach Hines left after that season. So what was that dynamic like, and could you see already the seeds being sown of what was to come, or has this kind of blown you away, what Mike's done with the program? Yeah, the the first year that Mike was there, you know, the first season, not cross season. Mike was there, but he wasn't there. You know, he was uh, just watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, you know, once in a while he says something, and you're like, "What did he just said?" You know, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, with who Mike is, uh, you know, as a man, as a person, um, um, he, I think he did take. Um, he did take a notch up, uh, and and what was gonna come what yeah. was was gonna, you know, the, the what the, the what the, um, the sport or the athletic or what NA athletics was gonna become. You know, it was gonna. I think it was it was going on that direction of becoming a uh, a powerhouse in yes. the sport. But um, uh, sure, Mike, you know, um, um, he took it a notch. I mean, obviously. Uh, he, his resume could speak for that. I, I don't think yeah, I have yeah, to say yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know, we um, know. But yeah, I, I always, you know, uh, um, I think how it ended and, and and what you know what what Eric Hines, you know, decision that he has he has to make, uh, and then and supporting his wife and then going in that direction, winning that national title, I think, really closed the door for him, like uh, because it's a good way to go out. Yeah, I think so many times, you know, you've got really close. I remember my sophomore year. <laughs> I gotta tell you the story because he did. Um, they got us. They got us a fancy restaurant because we're gonna we're gonna win the damn thing. Oh, you man. thought we're, you were gonna win? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we were good enough to win, man. Uh, we got we got you know close second place, but uh, they got us this fancy restaurant. Like what? Um, like uh, dinner plate cost what? Like almost a hundred bucks, you know. And we felt bad because we got second place. Um, um yeah we got so close so he got so close so many times in his uh, in his coaching career and then and to go out and you know um like you mentioned mike smith was here but he was here and not here it was all it was eric hines mm-hmm. uh, who did all that job and, and then the planning you know um deciding you know for me to red shirt and come back that following year um recruiting back you know matt baxter to come here mm-hmm. um it was all eric hines so um and I'm sure, you know, when he won that national title, I don't think he cared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think he felt really good about going out on top. That's for sure. Yes. That's yes. for sure. Did you, quickly on that, and then we'll move to, to more present stuff, but um, that day, you know, going into that race, did you feel like you guys were going to get it done? Were you worried? You know, how confident were you? Obviously, you were fit. You got your job done, finishing fourth. What did you think was going on behind you? Were you, were you confident that the guys were going to get it done? Well, all year long, man, <laughs> like, it, you just know how big the moment w- was when, when it was done. We didn't know, you know, Eric Hines leaving, you know, he's being so close to it. And then, like, we didn't think, you know, how much, I don't think we ever thought about the pressure of winning the uh, the thing. I, I think, Good. yeah, we just, we, we had so much fun. I remember me and Baxter were actually talking about this because um, we were down in Canada and I was like, Hey, you want to stretch for a little bit? You know, uh, whatever. I was taking my time. He's like, man, I'm so happy to have you. You know, like I didn't know you were this laid back. And I'm like, what? Do you not remember when we used to go out on a run? We're like five miles to our run, and we just we just stand there talking for like five minutes. Like, guys, we gotta continue to go run. And and he made you know he made a comment about yeah, that was fun because we actually won the national title. Imagine if we did it, that yes. would not have been fun. Um, so we just we had fun, man. We you know we had guys, uh, young Tyler Day, T Day, Peter Lamont, yeah, Jordy Bimish, and all those guys. Um, you know we just had so much fun. I, I remember going like <clears throat> the race wasn't in, even in our mind. Uh, uh, it's like you know the dinner that you know the, the travel was was exceptional. Um, that year was very special for me. Um, uh, <laughs> and I mentioned well, this. Plus, you're back in Indiana, huh? Well, yeah, and and yeah, that year before that was national was in Louisville, so and they they went back to Indiana. Um, uh, but um, if I'm gonna have to comment in the race, I remember Baxter. He took the lead early. He took the lead, and I'm like, "What is this guy doing, man? We're we're gonna lose this thing." But 
I guess he's you know he he's an elite runner, man. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows his you know himself, his body. Uh, but I was worried then we we might not we might not win the whole thing because you know usually the story you know with front runners you know they might they he's probably going in a way harder than he should but I think the race was just slow so um, made the right decision um, but I don't know I think we were confident we were overconfident I think we just raced we yeah. didn't even treat it like this is a national so I, maybe that's a good lesson. Yeah, you know, because uh, I know from talking to Matt and Tyler over the years that after you left, you know, that next year they were very fired up, and of course that was probably really their best nationals when they won in two thousand seventeen mm-hmm. in Louisville. They absolutely crushed it. But then I remember him saying that that third one was actually just really stressful. They they weren't laid back. They weren't having fun. They felt the pressure that year, and they won, but it was almost more like a relief um you know than than an excitement kind of thing and and so i think that's a good lesson uh, for everybody listening that you know hey when you're going to these big national meets you got to have fun you just got to race you can't let the pressure overwhelm you true 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 all right so let's go to the next year so you come out you join our team you last about a year and then you leave no uh <laughs> uh, we were talking beforehand, you guys, uh, Footsum and I, about that year and how when he joined, you know, we had a good um, a good roster with a nice mix of folks. We had Craig Lutz, who who ran at Texas, who was pretty fast, you know, pretty focused on running fast on the track. Uh, Marty Heher, same thing. He was sub four miler, you know, thirteen thirty guy, um, focused on doing a lot of different things, but certainly still the track. Fauble, Scott Fauble had just run 28 flat on the track when he came out. So we had these guys that were running fast at 5,000 and 10,000 setting PBs. Uh, Footsum joins that group, but then about a year later, Marty's off to dent, uh, to medical school. I almost said dental school. Sorry, Marty. Uh, Marty's, <laughs> Marty's off to medical school, and Craig's leaving to work for Hoka, and Fauble's totally focused on the marathon. So things just kind of changed a lot in a year. Um, <clears throat> And according to what you said, that was kind of the impetus for the change. But but tell them in your own words how that first year went and why, why you ended up trying to um, go on your own for a little bit. You you said it all. You said it all. I think uh, when I when I took my visit here, um, you know, it's a team, uh, obviously. Um, I just I, I saw myself, you know, you know. Uh, Obviously, financially, you know, the road makes sense. You know, we're going to be on the road. Uh, but I, I still wanted, you know, I felt like, and this this may be because I felt like uh, there was so much job needed to be done on the track mm-hmm. that I felt like I haven't really. Well, uh, especially listening to what you just told me a, yeah. few, a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. it starts to make a little bit more sense because I think there was that burning desire on your part to make up for what you had missed. Yes, yes. And I think uh, that was <clears throat> that was behind what, why, um, and then, <clears throat> which you know, you know, I respect and admire. You know, from a young, uh, from a young age, you know, you did you see the potential and what, what could happen on the longer uh, distance, and, and that's why we're, we're back here right now. <laughs> and I hope you know this will be possible. But um, um, and then I think I think because I was so young, uh, like I said, and I felt like uh, there were so many things that I you know I missed that I needed to um, to take care of on the track. So my 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 mindset, you know, was track. I want to stay on track. I, I've got to. I I did know. I I knew I was going to run faster. Um, even though I didn't, it didn't happen just because I you know life happens. But um, I felt like if not, you know, you know like twenty seven thirty or so. Uh, I thought oh, yeah. this was. I thought I could run maybe thirteen twenty. And and this is not. Especially now, this will not get you into anything. But I knew this was gonna uh, um, help in what I was trying to achieve on the longer distance mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the half marathon and the marathon. Um, so we just didn't really, um, obviously, you know, the, the roster didn't work uh, the way I, I thought it was gonna it was gonna continue to work on the team. Um, uh, so I, I just had to make a, a hard decision and um, and. And how I want to go about it, uh, even though I wish somebody advised me financially how hard it would be, you know, if I want to get back on the track, which that's why I, I've never done it. Well, the way I remember it, too, was that it wasn't that 
that you and I were totally on a different page. It was just that, you know, we wanted to go about it a little bit different way. I felt like, hey, here's this guy who's so aerobically gifted. And I felt like, hey, we can run fast on the track, but I want to do it from like kind of top down, like really work on his strength, get him so strong that he can't help but run fast on the track. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I certainly didn't want to get, a, get away from it completely, but I wanted to always have my eye on that marathon because I always felt like that was going to be your best um, distance moving forward. And I think, you know, like you just said, you wanted to kind of get that track stuff done and then move up. And I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to do both. And 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 that and there's nothing wrong with coming to a disagreement, a peaceful disagreement. I thought it was um really mature of you cuz I can remember Flitzum, you remember this? We sat down right outside late for the train and you kind of went over everything and you you kind of told me what you just said right now and I totally understood and wished you luck and and on we went. It wasn't some kind of big nasty breakup. It was just kind of Hey, this is what I want to do. Okay, understood. No, no, yeah, and I think I think <clears throat> uh, I I would say you know in my in, in my side is you know just being young you know being um, but I I do uh, you know my advice would be right now to my younger self is like to really trying to have uh, uh, a better understanding of what the overall goal is like you know if I was to hear it. Uh, the way you just spoke it right now, <laughs> I think uh, would have been a, um, you know, a different. But but I think uh, we're both um, um, we're both really. I'm happy with the decision I made back then because uh, I was you know for a time I was I felt like I was in my best. Uh, uh, um, shape like you know when you actually races, crushed so. it after that for a little bit um, you had an incredible 2019 yeah yeah and obviously 2020 happened covid happened but yeah. um they ran even a pr um in 20, 2020 but um i think now you know having having that you know that journey you know having that wisdom um uh, because i do think uh, performance goes beyond in training you know uh, and i think this was this was part of why um, I think at that time I was really young, so my nutrition, you know, my, um, taking you know my recovery very serious. They weren't part of. Uh, uh, hey, it, it happens even to young pros, man. You might think like it can't take you that long to really understand this, but uh, you know, coming in right now to Nazi lead, um, I think beyond of the training, you know, I think of beyond what Alan's gonna give me and and, and how will I recover um, my nutrition. Um, all the other things that I, that I have, I'm supposed to do uh, outside of uh, of that, you know, two three hours of training, uh, and then and making making myself a professional um, as successful as possible. So, um. well, yeah, because now you're coming into a very different situation. Twenty nine years old. Um, I think you're very focused and driven. Um, certainly, you're ready to move to the marathon. Uh, doesn't mean you won't run fast on the track. I just watched that old 10,000 from 2016. I showed it to Alan. He's pumped. <laughs> Alan loves the track. Uh, so don't worry. You'll, you'll do some of that too. But um, no, I think that the roster's different now. You know, of course, we have a, a pretty eclectic mix of guys who can run really fast from shoot all the way down to the mile, all the way up to the marathon, and, and they're pushing each other in a really fun way. It kind of reminds me of that NAU group, the way you were talking about it. Um, so just, I don't know, talk about the first three or four weeks you've been with us here. Um, what are you excited about? Well, when I when I first remember, I don't know if you remember this, when, when I ran into your Buffalo Park. I do um, remember that. <laughs> uh, the... the the thoughts was already in my mind, you know, seeing how the team was, um, you know, uh, being constructed and moving forward, and and I saw I saw so much, you know, uh, potential in myself being part of that, like like you mentioned, you know, with with Alex and and Wesley, um, then you've got you know Matt, Nick, Tyler Day uh, on the longer stuff, and I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm talented enough to to work on both sides, mm-hmm. where. Yeah, if I want to really sharpen up uh, and, and maybe go after some of my PRs on track so that that could help me move forward in longer distance, I could happen with those guys and, and, and train. Uh, so when I saw that, it didn't take me any long to really reach out to say like, hey, I see so much potential for me moving forward and then what I want to achieve and how good I can get. This is a really good for me. Uh, I mean, that's how I look the team. And, you know, so far, that's how that's how it's going moving forward. 
Um, so I, I'm just, I'm very excited. I'm very grateful uh, to get that second opportunity. Um, I mean, we've got to tell our listeners as well. Like, you know, Ben, you know, you've been, Howie told me, man, you've been a very, very, you know, a huge supportive in, 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 in me coming on board um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, um, putting me in a position to achieve those those things, you know, I've always believe that I can. Um, right. So I appreciate for that. Thank you. Thank no, you. Thank yeah, you. I, mean, I, I can uh, certainly, I can certainly <laughs> tell you and, and the listeners that, uh, yeah, behind the scenes, I was a big advocate because I just never stopped believing in your talent or your ability to compete. Um, my favorite thing uh, about the team over the years has been when we've performed at a high level on the biggest stage. And, and when I, I knew you. I mean, I was there. You know, I, I saw you run at NAU. I knew that when you're fit on the biggest stage, you come through. And that's ultimately what you have to do as a pro. And I never thought that you lost that. And, and you saw that even in the years in between, you know, when you were fit and ready to go, you won races. You won the USATF 10-mile champs. You won the Monterey Bay half. You know, you won Kyle Harbor 10K. Those were big wins. Um, There's good guys at those races. And so I always was, uh, I remained a fan and, you know, as as I heard that you were, you know, now ready to move to the marathon, I just thought, gosh. And and then we saw each other in Buffalo Park. I just thought, man, from that day we talked to each other, I thought, man, I really hope this happens. I really hope this happens. And I didn't push it, you know, I, I let I let things kind of happen naturally. But when, when, when conversations came up, I kind of, you know, gave it a little nudge because I, I just thought it would be such a good fit. And, um, you know, these last, you know, three weeks or so, whatever it's been, have, have been awesome. Um, I loved the story of you and Matt going down to Camp Verde and crushing that session because I just thought, yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. Like, these guys are so suited for one another. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's just a gut feeling, but it feels really, really good. Yeah, no, and I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know, I think the training comes very, very natural. You know, natural to to us. Um, you know, to perform what is given. You know, by the coaches. So. Um, I just um, I'm not even gonna say I hope, but to see you know your hard work um, to be become uh, you know what what you you know what you what you worked hard for yeah is is the most satisfying things out there. So um, I just you know I hope you know myself Baxter and anyone on the team that's working really hard to really achieve what uh, what they're working hard for so yeah yeah well <laughs> let's at least put you on the spot a little bit right at the end here so you've got CIM coming up in December um, you're you're fit I assume you have big goals for that and then you know you can start dreaming after that a little bit about what's to come when you think about CIM and then you think about the next year. What are some of the things that you kind of um, fantasize about, like in a good way? You know, what would uh, what would a great CIM be, and, and what would a great twenty twenty three be? Um, well, you know how the 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 race is um, that I think is gonna, you know, with the type of athlete that's gonna be in the race. Um, I think I'm well capable of competing with all those guys, even though this is my first marathon. Um, and I think uh, we're doing all those, you know, necessary things to, you know, help me, you know, compete um, with those guys, you know, for that distance. So, um, a great <laughs> debut marathon for me, uh, you know, be able to be very, very comfortable, you know, to mile, you know, seventeen, eighteen, and 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 obviously from there it's, it's about, you know, how well can you compete? So. <clears throat> I think if I could get into, you know, mile 18, mile 20, uh, um, you know, feeling like, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got a little bit more in me um, to bring me home for the next, you know, six to eight miles. Uh, I think that would be, you know, finishing strong is, is um, that could be first place. That could be top five. <laughs> it could be 210, 212. I don't know, man. Um, yeah. I haven't done the distance yet, but uh, I'm, I'm, Try, I'm gonna try to race as much as I can and put myself in a position to win. I mean, that is obviously, um, I think, the goal of anyone competing uh, at this level. But uh, to be honest, um, and this could be a knife on me, but I'm really excited for what to come after that. Um, I think with all the training, high mileage that I'm putting in right now, and, and being in a in a 
in a team uh, or uh, having having the support the sponsorship to uh, now I could offer to go do some track races to really sharpen up myself and and Chicago is my goal uh, okay. I don't know no, if I'm supposed Alan, to say that Alan's, here, but, Alan's mentioned that to uh, me. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll erase that erase that no <laughs> I mean let's just say early fall marathon yeah early fall marathon yeah, well I, I think that the idea comes from like just run and then not only Chicago you know I mean, obviously there's you know, it's possible. You know, there's Berlin and and, yeah. and those marathons as well to go out and run run a fast time. But I was just talking base of you know marathons that are here in the state. Um, but run a fast time there uh, and set yourself up for twenty four. Yeah, and it's not that yeah. far away. It's <laughs> no, not that no. far away. No, that's. I mean, that's that's what we want for you. You know, we just want. Uh, we just want to put you in a position to succeed, and then you'll take <clears> care of the rest. You know, that's that. I think that's. Our goal as a staff always is to is to simply get people as fit as they can be, and then put them on the track or on the roads or on the grass and let them do their thing. Um, and and I think you're going to see that in the coming weeks, next week in in New York, <laughs> but then uh, over the coming weeks as as some of these people who've been putting in big falls begin begin working out. I mean, you saw how how fit uh, Wesley and Alex are, and uh, of course we all know the old. Did I tell you Wesley champ, ran? So. He ran his his workout today. In one of the trail shoes. Yes, yes. So because he said it's flat and easy, he said I'm not wearing flats for this. We're just gonna flat tell the audience. So today, Wesley had 12k tempo run, pretty flat surface, very flat surface, mm-hmm. but road, uh, road surface, and he was meant to do it at about 305 per k. So that's you know sub five minute pace, 6500 feet, and he shows up and he starts putting his uh, shoes on, and he's got he's got the Tecton X, which are which are a uh, trail shoe. I, I, I wore them shoe. for my for my double run yesterday. Like I was, yeah. I don't know if I was happy or mad for that guy, man. Danny, what does he go down and do? He runs twelve k, averages three hundred one per per k for twelve k and sixty five hundred feet in trail shoes on the road. And with all the jokes aside, man, I was just very impressed. I yeah, was very impressed. And he's an impressive gosh. guy. Yeah, he's you should have made me do one more five Ks, man. <laughs> I was wearing flats. Hey, I, mean, I didn't still, work hard today. You still ran more mileage than him. You ran fifteen K worth of work. You ran three times five K. Oh man, nah, it was great, man. You guys are crushing it. I think uh, you're hitting it off well with the guys and with Alan. You know, I was thinking about Alan a second ago because I think his his physiology as an athlete when he was running is so similar to yours. So much talent across the board. I mean, this is a guy that won the five thousand meters at NCAA's and finished twelfth at the Olympics. In the marathon, mm-hmm. so you know I know, and he said I, he, he was just telling me the other day. He said his five KPR at thirty three years <laughs> old. So there you go. Um, but no, everything's fitting really well, and <clears throat> we're so happy to have you. This was really cool to kind of catch everybody up on your story and and how you got back uh, back here with us. And uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that, and you can all follow along as Footsum gets ready over the course of this next month for his first marathon and then maybe after that Footsum we'll have you back on and you can talk about it. All right, thank you. All right, man, thanks Footsum. Thanks for listening to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm Addison Rosario, Coach Ben's daughter. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NAZ underscore Elite. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on NAZElite.com. And stay tuned for the next episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite.